tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Robanion, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love the formality. I mean, the Episcopal Church it is so formal. I mean, only, and only in the Episcopal Church could the place be packed to the brim and the front pew is empty. <laughs> um, only possible in the Episcopal Church. In fact, so formal, there's this, there's this tale that um, a man, he attends an Episcopal Church for the first time coming from another tradition. And he's moved by something that the priest says, and so he shouts, Amen. And the people around him all kind of turn and stare. A while later, he's moved again by something the priest says, and again he shouts, Amen. This time, one of the ushers comes forward and gets in the man, waves his finger, No. 
A third time, the man is so moved that he yells and shouts, Amen. This time, the usher comes down, bends over, and says, Sir, we don't do that here. The man says, But I've, I've got religion. And the usher responds, Well, you didn't get it here. <laughs> Gotta love the Episcopal Church. <laughs> we have arrived here on this glorious Easter morning for a variety of reasons. But somewhere underneath all of those reasons, it's because we're searching for something. Maybe it is a desire for the answers that we believe religion can offer. Or maybe it's community or friendship or a sense of values and purpose or meaning, or even some way of, of awakening us to the divine. Or maybe it's that sense of familiarity, of hearing words that we've heard for years and years in a space that is special to us and our family, or maybe a space that was special when we were younger. We, like the women at the empty tomb, are looking for something. Maybe we want to know simply, is it true? Did it really happen? When we first encounter Mary Magdalene, she's overwhelmed and so excited when she finds that the stone has been removed, and she runs as fast as her feet will carry her to tell her friend Simon Peter. Simon Peter and the other disciples take off on their own race. The scriptures say that Peter came in second. I can only imagine that both of them are out of breath and exhausted from that run. They're eager to know what has happened to their friend, Jesus. How ironic. Easter Sunday begins with a race, exhaustion, and a desire to know the truth. I wonder if it sounds like Easter in many of your own homes. It's the one day that there seems to be real pressure to show up on time. Maybe you've raced back from the beach to be here at the end of spring break. Or maybe life is so full that in order to get the family ready for a big day, it's been more work than it feels like it should have been. If you feel it's been an all-out marathon just to get where you are right now, know that you're not alone. Our hope as a Christian community is that the truth that you find here, experience in the life of the community, can be just as life-changing as it was for Mary and her friends. I, I love John's account of what people experience on that first Easter day. Mary sees a stone that's missing. Peter sees cloth that had covered Jesus' head all rolled up in a place. And Peter and his friend only see the leftover garments on the ground, and they rush off. And Mary sees two angels, even has a conversation with them. Then she turns around and meets the gardener who she realizes is actually Jesus when she's called by name. I mean, where did the angel come from? Were they there before Simon and company left? And were they just waiting? What about the gardener? Peter, the other disciple, and Mary, they all experience the first Easter differently. And even Mary, who knew and loved Jesus intimately, did not recognize him until her name was called. Then she is awakened to see her friend and who she thought was a stranger, who moments ago she believed was the gardener. 
Each person in the story experiences the truth differently. It's a reminder that we who've gathered here might be experiencing God and Easter in remarkably different ways. But there's something interesting going on when you look at all the stories, when you look at all the stories in Scripture of what took place after the first Easter, you almost have to wonder, where will Jesus show up next? He shows up on a road with two friends who knew him intimately, and it takes them the entire walk to Emmaus before they have any earthly idea that Jesus is with them. He shows up on the beach as a fisherman in a locked room with friends by the tomb as a gardener. Maybe the real question we should be asking when we arrive here at church, how do we open our eyes to recognize God? Our God who keeps appearing to us in new ways and new experiences. How do we open our ears to the truth that God is trying to share with us? How do we open our eyes to see that Easter is not just about a person who was raised from the dead 2,000 years ago, but a transformation in the history of the cosmos that means every living thing, every breathing creature, every human that we encounter in this world has that Easter possibility of showing us the incarnate God. While we might not come here to this place to find religion, we do come here to be open to the work that God is doing through us. Instead of religion, we should find Easter possibility, that there is something sacred and remarkable that is transforming what we thought was ordinary. We come here with friends we've known for years and people we've just met. And what our Easter story promises us is that God has a strikingly human way of expressing God's self. The Easter story is people seeing the divine, of seeing hope in life and possibility when they least expect it. It is seeing an empty tomb and knowing that God is alive. It is seeing a stranger and realizing that person is the most sacred gift that God has created. It is a simple way of God expressing God's self in our world, in a stranger, in a person who is different, in a gardener, in a locked room among friends. In my 10 weeks here as your new rector at St. Stephen's, I am struck by our community's commitment to outreach, to going out into the world, whether it's singing to the people at St. Martin's or Episcopal Place or going to Woodlawn to wash clothes or serving at the community kitchen or serving as a community tax aide or, or the furniture bank. But it's interesting that we don't go in this world to fix the world. We can't fix other people. But instead, we go into the world to love the world. And in doing so, we meet people. People like us, people that are different than us, people that have something to reveal us, something about the nature of God. We go into this world to have an experience with Jesus. 
propelled from here with the Easter message to find the resurrection in the people we meet. And if you believe this to be true, if we can rally around this message, we must also acknowledge our own capacity to share God with each other. This is why we are here in church. Not to find religion, but to have the truth that the resurrection is here, revealed to us, so that we can go into the world and proclaim that, to find that truth and to be that truth. That God incarnate is here among us. Jesus Christ is risen and is here today. Amen. Let us stand and say the words of our faith together in the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ. Prayers of the people are found in your bulletin. I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world, for our Bishop Key Sloan, for this gathering, and for all the ministers and people. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. 
I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of him. Pray that they may find and be found by him. I ask your prayers for the departed. Pray for those who have died. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people. Strengthen us to do your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please stand. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also.